Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode six of our PD podcast. We hope to enlighten, inspire, or just spark conversation and curiosity about teaching and learning. The weather is cold and frigid outside, so let us warm your hearts with this story. I know nothing warms my heart more than teachers inspiring their students to be leaders of positive change in the world. In this episode, I take you inside the doors of the 2019 Intercultural Summit. The summit is an event organized through a collaboration between teachers at Estes Park High School and Eagle Rock High School, with the idea of blending the cultures of our two schools and creating a platform for students to have conversation and learn from each other. This year, 40 students from each school were able to participate in the event, which was an expansion from last year. This was an amazing thing to experience from the educator end, like putting and investing all the work that we did and hoping that it came together, but then seeing the students flourish and it be such a natural thing for them. I can see it really opening a lot of doors because it opened the mind and hearts of all. That was Emily Bohenick sharing some final reflections from the 2019 Intercultural Summit. And let me tell you, opening the minds and hearts of their students is exactly what these teachers did. This was a day of exploring identities, becoming aware of bias, and empowering students to action. So let's step inside the door and listen as an Eagle Rock teacher presents one of the first activities. Besides linking, what did we just ask you to do? You asked us to walk around to each station or table and read the paper, and if we identify with that, if we think about that a lot, or if we think that's a big part of who we are, we grab a bead from a bag. And you're going to take about 10 minutes, five minutes each, to share your story. Why is an identity marker important to you? Share another story. 10 minutes, my partner, go. And with that, students explored the different tables, they collected the beads they felt most compelled by, and then they discuss. The room erupts in conversation. People decide to go This is what the majority of the two-day intercultural summit sounded like. Students collaborating with each other, talking and listening to one another. And often, teachers would ask students to share from their small group with the whole group, as teacher Andrew Verdon does here. All right, and bring it back in, please. We're starting to get into that idea of brave space. The day is going on. Hopefully, we're starting to get a little bit more comfortable with the large group. Like Hassan did with the last assignment, I'd like to offer it up voluntarily. Is there a realization that either you or someone in your group came to that you think would be really cool and beneficial for the uh, greater good of the group here? And several students share out from their small groups ideas that resonated with them regarding gender norms, social stereotypes, concerns surrounding equity and intolerance in their own communities. In addition, students share their own personal experiences and their own identities. Listen to this room explode in applause after a brave student shares a powerful insight with the whole group. I'm happy, but I thought that's what I needed to look like in order to be who I was and be happy. And so I think within like every community, there's the different stereotypes that are super harmful. And it is really important to think about how this affects women, but it's also really important to think about how it affects everybody. I would love to hit up every hand in the room, but I'm going to move on briefly. Thank you. Every time I hear somebody talk, I feel a little bit better about the world, but... A lot of planning and hard work went into this ahead of time. Several teachers from both schools met together to plan this event. 
Glenn Case is a teacher at our high school who has been involved in the planning for the Intercultural Summit for the past two years. Glenn, you've been involved in the planning from the get-go, which started last year, maybe even before. So what were the, what's the big vision for um, this Intercultural Summit in collaboration with Eagle Rock? Hosan Perales came back this year with uh, the opportunity for us to collaborate with the whole campus um, at Eagle Rock, all the students, and one to expand it out to something where we got basically one-to-one -one students uh, working together. And we wanted to start looking at more specifically individual identities, getting kids comfortable talking about that, and then looking at how those identities intersect with current issues, how students are affected differently by current issues according to who they actually are and how they experience the world. But we were very intentional this year and from the get-go Hosan said that our next step should be that we are looking at continuing to grow the program, making sure that it is sustainable, and also making sure that it's something that evolves into more of a student-led and student-directed program so that as staff, we aren't bringing the, the things to them. Um, they're bringing stuff to us and we're helping facilitate their learning and what they need to explore in order to learn and experience the world in a new way. What were you most excited about from the summit the last two days? Um, I think the thing that I was most excited about was, for me, I did a whole bunch of logistics stuff and I started getting excited, excited about it when I would ask a student who had been there last year, um, when I would ask one of them if they wanted to come, and it, they didn't even hesitate. It was an immediate yes. No one I talked to who was there last year said that wasn't worth my time and I shouldn't do it. And then coming in here, uh, it was really exciting to see so many of our students sitting in teams with whole new people, people they'd never met before and sitting down and doing serious work with them. By the end of yesterday, we were pretty tired. All of us were pretty tired because we've been asked to really think about who we are and talk about it in ways we don't usually do daily. How do you hope this impacts the school community at the high school? In the bigger picture, uh, we need to address issues of supporting students with um, who are experiencing any kind of discrimination because of because of who they are um, in their lives, whether it's uh, homophobia that they're up against, or racism, or sexism, or people who are concerned about other people's gender identities in ways that they don't need to. We need to give people a space where they can come in and know that that's something that is going to be respected, and we think that's an important thing. And so. That's one thing we're hoping we can bring in, is better understanding so that we know how to say this is not the way that we're supposed to treat each other. So as you build these change makers through the summit, they'll go into that high school and be leaders of tolerance and Exactly. Acceptance. We did an activity this morning called Step to the Line, and they asked us as they were going through, just asked us questions, said step up on the line if this is something that's affected you or this is something that describes you. And when we were doing that activity, uh, we one of the questions was, hey, step to the line if you're a leader. And almost all of us stepped up there. And then I think it was Hosan, I'm not sure, said, hey, just so you know, um, 
if you're in this room right now, you're here because you're a leader. We already know that about you. That's how we found you, and that's what we're looking to develop. And so that kind of potential is what we're trying to build. So, so aside from leadership, when we think about our global outcome competencies we want all students to graduate with, what do you think are some of the biggest competencies they'll take away? Um, they are taking away deeper empathy with people's varied life experiences. They're learning a lot about compassion um, and being able to listen to people. One of the first things we did was just an activity where everyone in the group sat down and talked about what made them who they were for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't an interactive thing, you were just listening. Being able to listen to people's stories like that is very important. And then also, real deep global awareness. You know, we have a lot of big societal issues that we're still needing to tackle. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot, the way we're gonna get that done is by building that capacity in our younger generation so they move up with the expectation that this is the way things are. Glenn was just one member of a team of educators. Other Estes Park staff planning this event included Mary Barron, Hannah Heckerson, Kara McNamara, Andrew Verdon, Emily Bohanek, and Ann Dewey. So much thoughtful planning was involved by this team of educators, and they were intentional about a deeper development of the global outcome competencies, global awareness, and compassion. So, what do you say we find out if teachers accomplished what they planned for students? I was able to chat with a few students and get their reflections. They shared with me what they took away from the two-day event. I do apologize for the poor sound quality. There's a lot of background noise in these interviews because it took place immediately after the event ended and they were cleaning up. First, I was able to sit down with Sophie Greenway and she shared with me what the experience was like for her. I think for me, sort of like the coolest thing was having grown up in this kind of really sheltered area with a pretty uniform population of people. It's been really, really cool to meet kids with super different backgrounds from us and sort of be in an area that's what the world looks like as opposed to what Estes Park looks like. And so being able to talk to people with radically different backgrounds and about their lives and about what they've experienced versus what we've experienced and sort of getting a sense of more like what the world looks like was really, really cool for me. Sounds like teachers accomplished that goal of getting students together with diverse backgrounds. Then I asked Sophie, what were some key takeaways? A takeaway for me would be that we're, we're, everyone's more similar than you think. And even with people who you think, you know, they've come from these different backgrounds and have this different life experience, they're going to be so different from you and it's going to be hard to connect. But it's not. It's really easy to connect with people. And I think it's just been cool to see that, you know, we're all people and we all can find things to have in common. It's so inspiring to talk with Sophie. You can just feel her excitement from the event. So what about that second vision of students going back into their schools and implementing what they have learned and continuing these conversations? Let's hear what Sophie has planned. Well, I was part of the little like GSA group that broke off and we're making plans to do things together with their group because our group's kind of small. And so we're gonna stay with the collaboration and try to make more stuff happen because we've had a hard time making stuff happen with the small group that we have. Taking what we've learned and using it as a group to improve what we've already been doing and just improving that. Neat. What are you most excited about? Uh, just for like in the future? Yeah. I'm excited to take the experiences I've had and the people I've met and the things I've learned 
and remember it in my everyday life and hope that it sort of changes how I see the world and see people and interact with people. Mission accomplished. Well done, teachers. I also had the opportunity to sit down with Chloe Burke. Chloe had the unique experience of attending the summit the last two years, so she attended the very first one. And she also sat down with teachers to help give feedback and help them plan the event for this year. Well, I think that they were wonderfully different. Um, I came to both with zero expectations, um, just really excited to meet new kids because, you know, that never happens in Estes. Mm -hmm. and, um, and hopefully learn about how to better impact the world around me and be a better advocate. And um, I feel like I definitely left with that betterment. But I also feel like, I mean, I mean, I know I made a lot of friends. I saw and met so many different perspectives. I was introduced to many different ways of thinking. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed them because I think that, uh, for the most part, Estes has one way of thinking. It was a wonderful chance for to just introduce the ideas of the fact that there are other people that are super different from yourself um, to kids who haven't really heard about that all that much. Um, I really think that every kid in here left feeling better, more positive, more uh, ready to take on the world than when they entered. Because I think last year they did an excellent job of having first-person accounts of all of these really uh, diverse hardships, but we never hit a lot of what to do next. So that was a nice <laughs> difference between last year and this year. Yeah, yeah, is that we, um, we really took it a step further this year, I think. I, I also, I was hesitant at first this year to invite so many kids because I really think that part of the dynamic was being in such a small group that it became almost like a, a family or a class that you, you knew really well. You got to know every kid's name by the end of the two days. Um, but this year, I think that we didn't have any issues with having too many kids and we got to spread the message further because we ha we got to include more more children um, and adults. So now what? Now what are our <laughs> next steps? So we're going to go back into our SS Park High School community. What are your hopes or how do you see us taking our experience here at the summit and these 40 kids going back to our school community and taking action? Well, I'm really hoping that one, this isn't, this continues to be something that we do annually or biannually, um, so that more and more kids get to experience this and it's furthered and the discussions become more developed and you can talk about more prominent issues at the moment instead of just like big issues you can say like when this happened in the news because you've hit you've gotten the broad definitions and now you can focus in on specific parts. Um, but I also hope that we can find a way to do this kind of thing more in classrooms and um, maybe with other schools, not just Eagle Rock, but with kids down in Loveland or Lyons or Longmont or Denver or across the world because um, it's all about 
connecting and finding other kids who are realizing that we're not all super different, but we all have differences and uh, how to embrace them and broaden our horizons and our, our scope. But how to do that, I think, is harder. Uh, I think we could start with um, having more discussions that are harder in class, not necessarily that, that are for tests. I think that so much of school is driven by, you know, you have to make sure that the, this is going to be on the SATs, or you'll need this for college, or whatever, and it's all about passing a test, getting through, and it's never about learning life lessons. And, and I think while learning long division and our United States history is super important and you, you have to know those things, I think you should, I, I think a part of school that isn't focused on as much but is just as important is teaching us how to have meaningful conversations or how to step in when someone is uh, in the wrong and how to have politically charged conversations without it turning into a fist fight and, and stuff like that you know real life issues aren't all nothing in the real world is going to be based on a test things are going to be thrown at you and you've got to know how to deal with them and a lot of those things are going to be things you're afraid of because you don't know a lot about them and instead of reacting in fear or anger because it's something you're not accustomed to, we should practice more taking a, you know, a different approach. And I think all of that starts with education. Wow, what a beautifully insightful young lady. As Chloe says here, students want to discuss these topics more in the classroom. And she's right, they should, because it improves learning. Zaretta Hammond points out in Chapter 5 of the book that many of us are reading that validation is your explicit acknowledgement of students that you are aware of the inequities that impact their lives. And we as culturally responsive teachers should validate the personhood of the student because it is essential for building a learning alliance with our students. So think about the opportunities you can create in your classroom and how you can foster a safe environment for students to talk and express themselves because the opportunity to do this prepares the brain for learning. On my way out, I had the opportunity to talk with two more teachers involved in planning the event. Tell me from the teacher perspective, what was the experience like the last two days? It's been really uh, exciting and validating. It was a lot of fun getting to know the Eagle Rock community more and see our students kind of light up when they got to meet others that were different than them, yet shared a lot of similarities in being part of the Estes community. And uh, it's also really exciting seeing both schools rise to the occasion concerning the crucial, critical, and often difficult conversations about uh, what our community looks like, how far it's come, how far it needs to go, and really energizing. I think one thing I absolutely love seeing within the students was just how much heart, agency, and voice it brought into their lives. I think so many of them are used to the 
structure of school in the classroom and sitting and listening and kind of checking off the to-dos and you really got the personalization here like the true lived story and the authenticity and the vulnerability not just of the individual students but then they got to build community together with the Eagle Rock students and the Estes students um, to really become one and bring full voice back into a lot of the topics that so many times they feel isolated within or alone within. So I think the unity was probably the best part um, to witness. In addition to the growth, seeing kind of how timid some of the kids were, hesitant they were to talk, but then as the conference went on and as we discussed more challenging topics, how they became brave and willing and they also learned what it means to be a leader and that they could be a leader. So providing them a space um, to be able to explore that was really enriching. Really, really exciting to see plans for the future and see how they can kind of take the lead on some of these issues, both in and out of the classroom. We left them really taking charge and we hope that moving forward that they will be student-led activities and that they will figure out the passion within their hearts and ma manifest that within the worlds that they're within and partner with one another to create change that they saw the past two days. And hopefully bringing this program forward will see some lasting impact, but uh, time will tell there. Yeah, I think the social media really made a difference because it helped all the students connect. A lot of the smaller student organizations within both schools got in contact with the other, and so there's a lot of collaboration work on the horizon. The best way to predict your future is to create it. That is a quote from Abraham Lincoln, and one that came to my mind while observing this event that this brilliant team of educators put together for these students. They provided a space for students to talk while they listened. At this two-day summit, students were the idea generators and creators of their own future. The teachers ended their intercultural summit with a powerful poem, Still I Rise, by Maya Angelou, read by two teachers. I'm going to leave you now at the end of this podcast with a little excerpt so you can listen in. Enjoy. Just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken? Bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries. Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I'll rise. I rise. I rise. As always, thank you for listening. We hope that listening sparks some ideas or inspiration on your professional development path. Have a great day.